Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a pleasant good evening to everyone out there, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. My host, Bobby Bear, is joining us from the casino in Mississippi, and on the phone with us is Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, who won his first game as the Saints head coach, and in doing so, did so by setting history. The first time the Saints have ever come back by more than 16 points, a 16-point overcome deficit in the fourth quarter. Coach Allen, welcome to the show to begin with. How are you? Hey, hey Mike. Appreciate you guys having me on. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Wow. Let me just say this. I'm not a young man. I'm woefully out of shape. And we cannot do this for 17 games. But that was one of the most exhilarating games. I just when, when, the, the, when you got home last night to your family or you woke up this morning, were you just amazed at that fourth quarter? Well, look, I think it shows the, the, the grit and the toughness and the fight that this team has in it. Um, you know, our, our guys are, are competitive. We said this when when, uh, when we started this, that we were going to be tough, smart, and competitive. And I don't know that we played as smart as we needed to play, but, but we certainly were highly competitive. And um, I love the fight of this team. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, to me this is troubling. I know it's troubling to you because uh, your background being a defensive coordinator – is that uh, you gave up 201 yards rushing, so basically five and a half yards a carry. Uh, does that have anything to do with the mobility of Marcus Mariota? Uh, very similar, like when we were playing the Eagles, and, and you look at uh, the, their quarterback and, and how he can run around. Did that even come into play? Because, look, last year we were number one in the National Football League, only giving up 3.7 yards a carry. So does that come into play when we're facing a mobile quarterback and what we're trying to do defensively, considering we had uh, zero sacks and uh, not really, I don't know, being the dominant defense that the Saints fans are expecting right now? Yeah, well, look, I would I would say this, Bobby. I'd say, look, number one, I don't think we played up to the standard that we're capable of playing at uh, defensively. Um, I don't think we got off blocks as good as we needed to get off blocks. Um, and and I think there's a lot of things that we need to take a look at, and, and um, as coaches and as players, and 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 we all understand that we've got to do better. Um, I would say that uh, you know at the end of the day we made enough plays to give ourselves a chance to win, and that's what's the most important, and that's what's great about coming in here on a Monday after a win um, is that. You, you can learn a lot of valuable lessons and teach a lot off of this tape um, and do it being 1-0 and on the season, 1-0 and in the, in the division, and, and, and uh, um, you know, doing it off a win. Now, uh, Coach Allen, there's something you could challenge the defense considering the, sec, uh, the, the success of Cordell Patterson 
uh, like what Leonard Fournette did last night against Dallas, that we better pack a lunch. And uh, he's running downhill, a big running back like Patterson. Is that something that obviously uh, I know you made the team aware of in the meetings? Well, look, certainly we we know that um, Leonard Fournette had a really good game last night. He ran the ball extremely hard, you know, was able to get the ball out on the perimeter a little bit against Dallas and uh, uh, played really well. We understand what type of back he he is and what type of back he can be. And, look, we got a lot of respect for the, the offense that we're going to be playing against and, and know that it's going to be a challenge. And uh, certainly Leonard Fournette's part of that, that, uh, that challenge. Coach, we're going to talk. There's so many – specific plays we'll talk about the two-point conversion and and will lutz's winning field goal but so many instances in that second half and i want to talk about it's 23 10 the falcons have the ball driving they're at your 14 and Mariota keeps it actually makes the first down on a third and five but the marcus may strip tyron matthew recovery i mean when you look at the a game of humongous plays that's got to rank up there yeah, there, look, there's no question. Um, I thought Marcus May played outstanding in the game, and that was just one of those plays that he made. Um, you know, we, we preach all the time about, you know, top-down punch-outs, taking the ball away and, and um, you know, defending every blade of grass, and, and that's exactly what they did. And uh, Marcus made a great play punching the ball out, and, and Tyron did a great job of finding it and recovering it. And, you know, at the end of the day, that was – um, you know, the play that kind of gave us a chance to kind of stay in there, hang in there, and, and ultimately win the game. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, explain to the fans because they want to know uh, at the end of the game when you look at clock management and all that. And my understanding, you said in the post game that you, ta- you thought uh, Landry was still in bounds and uh, he was out of bounds. And obviously, you can't clock it. If the clock stopped, then you get a 10 second runoff. But the second time, was that just Jameis having a brain fart? Because uh, it was 23 seconds. Uh, and I, I think I know teams have practiced this in the past. I don't know if it's 17, 18 seconds. Maybe it's 34. You try and get closer or, you know, either you drop back and you throw it away or you make Atlanta use another timeout. Because I know a 51-yard field goal, yeah, your NFL kicker should be able to make that. But uh, is that too rushed for the kicker with 23 seconds left that if all of a sudden you run another play and you, and you run the field goal unit out there and let's say it might be, I don't know, a 46, 47-yarder, just break that down. Yeah, well, look, I would um, start off by saying this, Bobby. I think that um, ultimately falls back on, on me. I think we got to do a better job, um, and i got to do a better job of communicating as a coaching staff as, as to exactly what we want to do and in uh, and, and that, that situation, um, you know, certainly we felt good about Will being able to uh, to make the kick from 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 that uh, from that point. But um, you know, we got to do a better job of communicating with Jameis exactly what we want to have done. All right, well, Coach uh, Coach Allen. Uh, one more uh, to me. Uh, this you cannot let this happen. And I know you addressed the individual, and uh, he's not a rookie. Uh, he's an experienced veteran. Uh, you cannot have a dead ball personal foul penalty with Lattimore with two seconds remaining. All of a sudden, it pushes it to Falcons uh, in, in, in the Saints' territory and giving them a, a chance to make a long field goal. I mean, I, I know Lattimore is competing, but you might want to give your opponent the business, but that's not the time to give him the business, uh, considering uh, what was occurring. 
Yeah, there's no question about that, Bobby. I mean, you know, uh, you bring up a good point. And, and look, Marshawn knows that, and and, and we addressed it today. And, and um, you know, you said it, he's highly competitive. And, um, you know, he, he, he got a little shove after the after the play and reacted to it. And, and, uh, and we got to be smarter than that. We got to be better than that. Got to step aside, take a break. More with Saints head coach Dennis Allen talking about the Saints 27-26. Huge comeback victory over the Falcons. Got to step aside on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Hebert at the Silver Slipper and head coach Dennis Allen after that 27-26 win. And coach, as you probably anticipated, there are so many great things to talk about, which we are. And there's also some kind of tough, tough questions to talk about as well. And so just give me, tell me, take me through the first two-point conversion, which I think was the first successful two-point conversion since like 2018. So awesome. Take me through the, what was either going to be the play with, with Mark Ingram and how that all transpired. Um, well, yeah, the first two point conversion was a, was a uh, you know a play that um, we had seen Alave run in, in college and and uh, man, I thought he ran a really good route and Jameis put a nice ball on him for the for the conversion. Um, you know, the second play was a play that that uh, we had worked on in practice that. Um, you know, we felt like we could uh, get a little bit of an unbalanced line and 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 uh, gain an advantage uh, from an unbalanced line. And and uh, you know, we just didn't execute the play as well as we needed to. We didn't get up and get set as quickly as we needed to. And so that's just one of the things that we've got to work to clean up. Basically, though, it's just it's it's power right though, like where Taysom was running, but but Mark instead, right? Somewhat. I mean, maybe I'm you know simplifying it way too much. Yeah, and, and, and uh, um, yeah, we just we felt like that was a play that we could gain an advantage on them. And look, it didn't work. Um, and so, um, you know, we had to go go out and make a make a stop and get the ball back and, and win it on a field goal. Now, uh, Coach Allen, you have to be proud of this uh, because if your offense is, um, you know, putting a comeback together, when you got to get the opponent out. And that the defense was able to hold Atlanta to field goal in four separate uh, fourth quarter possessions. When you think about that, and I, I think you definitely are paying attention to detail with this. When all was said and done, uh, we were plus one in the turnover margin. I said I like our chances a lot. I don't know. You, you play 17 games. If we uh, plus one in every game, I, I guarantee we're going to the playoffs, and we'd be plus 17. So uh, to me, that's always good. Uh, that if you look at even how the game, the ebb and flow of it, we were plus one in the turnover margin and how we closed out the game defensively. Yeah, look, I, I think that was big. I think, you know, getting some stops defensively there in the fourth quarter was big. Obviously, our offense played extremely well uh, during that time. Um, I think when you really look at the game, and, and there's a couple of key statistics to me. You mentioned one of them being uh, the turnover takeaway ratio, which we were plus one in. I think the other thing you got to look at is uh, they were two of four in the red zone in, sco- in terms of scoring touchdowns, and we were three of three in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. And so I thought those were a couple of situational categories where, um, you know, we got the better end in the game and, and uh, uh, was a big factor in us winning. Now, uh, Coach Allen, how do you address this? Because I know the, uh, as a professional player, you're aware of this. And then sometimes you panic and uh, you, you might not be disciplined as far as your technique. But we're right on the cusp. Uh, I know it's always, I, I think this has been uh, through the years, 
like nine penalties or more or 100 yards or more. We were like eight, with, uh, eight penalties, 99 yards. So that's something I think uh, you probably addressed to the team that we also got to be a little bit better. We got to clean that up. Yeah, look, there, there's no question. I mean, I think um, with the way that we play defense, um, you know, there, there's, there's a little bit of that uh, in terms of in the secondary that's a little bit of the price of doing business. But yet uh, there's some fundamental technique things that we've got to clean up and be better in that area. We certainly can't have, um, you know, eight or nine penalties and, and, and expect to, um, you know, to, to continue to have a lot of success. So, again, look, the team fought their tail off. We ended up getting a win, which was awesome. But there's a ton of things that we got to clean up. You also you mentioned the red zone, but goal to go as well. Atlanta, two of three at 67%, and the Saints were two of two at 100%. So combined red zone and goal to go. And that leads me to number 13, of course, and Mike Thomas. And you can kind of tell maybe he and Jameis might not have been on the same page early on, you know, just hadn't really played together a lot. But talk about having number 13 back and really the intensity of which he played with late in that game yesterday. Yeah, look, it was awesome to see. I don't think there's any question about what Mike Thomas means to our football team uh, and having him back out there and, and um, making the contested catches like we know that he can and um, you know making those big-time plays at the big-time moments um, is critical. And, and look, we had some guys that made some huge plays uh, in big moments in the game, and, and uh, certainly that's something that we expect out of Mike, and that's what we got. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, I want you to comment on these two players because I thought uh, they were outstanding and considering uh, we're not knowing what was going to come about, uh, going on the defensive side first, uh, Pete Werner. I mean, I look at 11 unassisted tackles, 12 total, tackle for a loss. Forrest Fulmer also had a tackle on special teams. Uh, I thought he was a warrior uh, considering, boy, we hadn't really seen him in training camp, you know, dealing with that groin, hip flexor, all that area. Uh, I want you to comment on him. And how about Jarvis Landry, a homeboy right there in the River Parish. Man, he's in a Saints uniform, seven catches, 114 yards, 16.5-yard average per reception. I, I thought Pete Werner and, uh, and Jarvis Landry, uh, that they produced and came to play. Yeah, certainly. Um yeah, Pete Warner, you know, look fairly early on in that game, you know, knocks a ball out and, and creates a fumble, which gives us good field position. Unfortunately, we didn't capitalize on it. But, um, you know, I thought he played well in the game. I thought he was really active, um, you know, especially for a guy that, that uh, really didn't get a whole lot of work in training camp. I was I was pleased with, with where he was at. And, and, and certainly there's still a lot of things that, you know, he needs to clean up. Um Man, it was awesome to see Jarvis out there. Uh, Jarvis is a warrior. Um, you know, he, he he battled and competed. You know, we're going to talk all about the seam throw that he caught in the two-minute. We're going to talk about the the uh, go ball down on the boundary to get us into field goal range. Everybody wants to talk about that. I want to talk about the block he made on Taysom's touchdown run. Um, you know, like he, he that was the perfect two block on the edge. So it was awesome to see. 
All right, got to step aside one more time. It is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're back after a break again with Saints Head Coach Dennis Allen. Stick with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Mike Austin Studio. Bobby Bears at the Silver Slipper. And head coach Dennis Allen is joining us right now. And after Coach Allen, we'll have offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael. So I have a question, but I have a, a statement first, which I, I know coaches love. But anyway, one of our statisticians mentioned that, because we were talking about Marshawn's penalties, and he said, well, when Marshawn was on Drake London and or Kyle Pitts combined – uh, they had one reception for six yards. So as, as a shutdown corner, uh, if, that's, if that's accurate, you know, pretty much, you know, did more than his job. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about, we saw the Falcons uh, really kind of go into an up-tempo situation in the second quarter. And so, I mean, the Saints did it late, almost, you know, 26-10. Was there any thought in that third quarter kind of just going a little up-tempo, just trying to change the momentum around for your offense? Yeah, look, there was discussion. Um, but yet, you know, I didn't feel like it was it was the time to do that. And then obviously, you know, as we got into the fourth quarter and, and, and you're down 16, you kind of know that you got you to gotta get going because the number of possessions that you have are, are, are limited. And so, um, look, I felt like, I felt like that was the right time for us to do that, and um, and our guys went out and executed in that in that situation extremely well, and so uh, that was good to see. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, when I was looking at, at this, it just seems like, and obviously, uh, I know every team in the NFL. I don't know if that's the right description. You're always trying to attack uh, the weakest link, uh, who you can exploit. Well, with Paulson and Debo not being in there, it seems like that they went after Bradley Roby, uh, that being the Falcons. And when, how, when they were passing the ball, trying to push it, they, they seemed like uh, they went after Bradley Roby. Did you notice any of that? And uh, obviously, uh, you know, Bradley Roby is going to be significant in what we're doing this season. But I thought without uh, Paulson and Debo uh, that, that they were definitely, uh, you know, going after him. And I'm sure Tampa Bay is aware of that. Yeah, well, I would say this. I would say that, that um, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to go after the guy that's opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. Um, you know, as Mike just alluded to, you know, there wasn't a lot of catches 
being had over over Marshawn's way, and and you know he does a pretty good job of getting up in people's faces, and 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 does a good job in coverage, and makes it difficult on the offense. And um, certainly he was doing that the other day. So yeah, if you're away from Lattimore, you're going to get a lot of attention, and and so um, that's just going to be the way it's going to be this year. Now, uh, you know, Coach, uh, boy, uh, you have to be ecstatic with this. Uh, you know, fans always ask me, uh, Taysom Hill, what, does he practice or is he around the team? I said, I don't know. He had a rib injury, went training camp. All I know is uh, he gets in there. Uh, you know, uh, we lose it 3-0. to zero. And great blocking, like you said. Uh, this is how you join up. This is like coaching clinic. All of a sudden, Taysom Hill, power, goes plus 57. And then you continue, then he goes uh, plus 12. Five plays, 77 yards, two minutes and two seconds. We're up uh, seven to three. Uh, th- that is something that, uh, you know, people say, why don't we just leave Taysom in at quarterback? i got to explain <laughs> to him that uh, it, look, you plug and play, you're trying to, uh, like a chess match, keep a defense off balance. But that has to be a good thing, you being a defensive coordinator, your background and all that. That uh, that's something to worry about when the Saints put Taysom in a quarterback and the different plays and how we're going to utilize them this season. Yeah, Bobby. Um, you know, we <laughs> there, there was obviously a lot of discussion this this off season about Taysom and where is he going to be and is he going to play quarterback or what position, whatever. And you know, and I I kind of said from. Um, all along that we were going to utilize Taysom as a as a weapon and and man he was a he was a big factor in that game um you know obviously the the runs from the quarterback position he did an outstanding job with that what people aren't really going to talk about is he he causes the the holding penalty on the last Atlanta punt which gives us the ball at the 20 as opposed to the 10 and every yard at that particular time mattered um, and so, man, Taysom Hill is an outstanding football player, and we're going to find ways to utilize him and utilize his skill set and uh, do things that are going to help us win games. We've talked about Pete, Pete Warner. We really have not mentioned, at least to, to my knowledge, talk about Peyton Turner and the, the play that he makes when you need it most. Well, yeah, look, you know, I feel like our, our field goal block team has, has uh, really come after it all throughout the preseason and even in the earlier kicks um, during this game, I thought we had, we had great effort on that team. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to block them in our league and they don't happen very often, but they're certainly not going to happen if you're not uh, given maximum effort every time you, you rush the, the kick. And so our guys have done a really good job of doing that. Um, and, and uh, you know, typically on those longer kicks, they tend to come out just a little bit lower and we got a lot of, size and length inside and um look if 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 Peyton Turner doesn't block it I think um Marcus Davenport has a good chance to block it now uh you know Dennis when you look at it uh that to me did you think this is the momentum swing uh because I'm looking at it uh and how the game's unfolding I mean well we're up uh seven to three and then all of a sudden uh, we, we get the turnover and then, uh, and then, then Lutz uh, misses the 46-yard field goal. Because, look, uh, Warner, like you said, caused the fumble. Bradley Roby recovers. And uh, I thought, okay, here's where we're going to set the tone for this game. We're up 7-3. to three. But it seems like that was that lull that occurred. And, and we weren't even in the second quarter. I said it was in the latter part of the first quarter when all that occurred. And it seems like it, it took us a couple of quarters to get going. But 
Would you say maybe uh, that was the momentum swing that all of a sudden it gave the, the Falcons hope or what? Well, yeah, I would certainly say that, you know, when when you go up seven to three and, and we just had a really nice drive, you know, with Taysom on a couple of runs to get us down there, we score the touchdown, um, momentum's on our side, and then we, we create the takeaway um, and, and have the ball in plus territory with a seven to three lead and, and you know, potentially – um, you know, you're hoping you're going to go down there and score a touchdown and, and be up 14 to three, and it's a it's a little bit of a different ball game. Um, but you know, look, you got to give them credit. They 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 did what they needed to do to get the stop, and um, we didn't execute on the field goal. Um, and and yeah, I do I do think that was a little bit of a momentum swing in their direction. Well, Coach Allen, it was uh, exhilarating and exhausting, but a heck of a first win. We thank you for your time. We look forward to this every week and uh from falcons to tampa it doesn't quick quick turnaround so appreciate the win good luck thank you okay appreciate it guys we get to uh let stations identify themselves let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the community coffee saints radio network it is a pretty strong two for tonight from dennis allen to the offensive coordinator pete carmichael he joins us next stick with us here on the community coffee saints radio network welcome back to the saints coaches show bobby a bear at the silver slipper i'm here in studio and joining us now the offensive coordinator who's been with this football team since 2006 pete carmichael and coach congratulations to begin with you've called plays before but yesterday had to feel a little a little different for you just just tell me how was it well, it was, uh, you know, exciting, obviously, to come away with the win. And, um, you know, I thought, um, you know, we have such a great staff and, and, you know, we had a great week of practice. Um, I think that, you know, I could do a better job, get us going earlier than, um, you know, it, it took a little while to get going. I thought we had, a, you know, just a few missed opportunities there and maybe finding some, um, you know, some, some more completions for Jameis earlier on. We, we don't like the Huda Nation. We don't like three and out. Uh, we don't like any time we go three and out. We want to have some uh, uh, success as far as trying to change the momentum. But, you know, we like uh, we like how you finished the game with the fourth quarter outscoring Atlanta. Again, 17 points in that fourth quarter outscoring them 17 to three. Uh, so that's kind of what we're looking at. And uh, what was the difference? Was it the up-tempo or the continuity? Why, why all of a sudden? I- I'm like, now Coach Carmichael, I don't know. I'm like... Jameis Winston needs to go in the tent. I mean, whatever game, go in the tent, they come out smoking. I mean, whatever happened in the tent, it seemed like it worked. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think it was good to get the tempo, tempo going. And uh, obviously, Jameis was outstanding. And, our, you know, our, our receivers, our group, our running back check down, we just, you know, we were, we were finding those throws. We were um, locating the ball. But, again, Jameis did a great job and got in a rhythm and just got hot, and uh, uh, it was impressive to watch. Now, uh, you know, Coach Carmichael, when I look at, uh, obviously, uh, I know um, how you structured in your background also with Sean Payne going way back, that I know uh, without even looking at what Taysom Hill and what what he averaged, I mean, come on, he averaged uh, 20 and a half yards a carry, so (laughs) that put our team average at eight yards. But looking at Kamara, basically uh, four and a half yards, Ingram five and a half, that'd be the type of game, if you're not having to play catch-up, that you're rushing the ball at least 30 times. Would you agree with that? I I would. I would absolutely agree with that. And I thought this. I thought, um, 
you know, our our third down, you, you talked about, you know, some three and outs. And when you end up not having as many plays, you know, you end up not getting more of those carries that you're looking for in that game. And I think that, uh, you know, I just, you know, there was some third downs that I thought we had some opportunities that for whatever reason and, uh, you know, and then you go back and look at it and you, and you end up with not as many runs as you would have liked to have had. So, Coach, I know this simplifies it way more than it should be, but I know fans, because they've already asked me, and it's, it is, it's like, okay, so Taysom comes in, power right. I mean, it's just beautiful blocking, great runs. And so is there a temptation to go, well, let's do this play until they stop it because they didn't? Or, you know, it's like, do you, like people want to know, why didn't we see that more? Because they, they clearly couldn't stop it. Yeah, I think it was uh, as you come out of the game. It's one of the things that we had success with, um, and I, you know, again, as you're as you're going along, you know, you feel good about everything in the game plan. But obviously, uh, you know, that was an area that was uh, we were having success, and and you come away saying, yeah, we probably could have done you know some more of those QB runs. But uh, obviously, Taysom did a great job, and uh, and they were well blocked plays on the perimeter by you know up front, everybody, tight end, O line, receivers. Uh, they were all, you know, really well blocked. Now, uh, the, you know, Coach Carmichael, when you look at, um, well, is there anything, what do you do in a quarterback meeting room? Because I've been in those uh, meeting rooms before that all of a sudden, I mean, do you think like, man, when I went to bed last night, I definitely didn't dream this, that uh, all of a sudden, uh, James ended up being sacked four times, but then uh, the Saints had minus two yards net passing in the first half. What? Is this like a nightmare? But then uh, what's not a nightmare, you look at the fourth quarter, James was 13 to 16 for 213 yards and two touchdowns in that final period. I mean, is there any uh, rhyme or reason? Because you know the ebb and flow of a game and um, and obviously uh, you don't want that from the get-go in the first quarter. So uh, fans have asked me, uh, why such the slow start? Uh, was it because we're out of sync? Maybe uh, the lack of starters playing in the preseason? Or, or what is your take on that? You know, I just, I just thought there was some just, some just missed, you know, throw and catch opportunities. But again, you know, we can, we can um, or I can, let's just start with myself. I can give them some, some different play calls, get them in a rhythm, get them going earlier. Um, and again, you know, just I did think there was just there was some opportunities that just you know whether it was throw and catch, just that we didn't convert on for whatever reason. We had a great week of practice, um, so I don't think that the guys were out of rhythm. Um, I just think I can do a better job. So, coach, I'm gonna I want to throw a stat out, and you don't have to comment on. It. I just think it's the most amazing stat from, from yesterday, and that is it's fourth quarter. And in on the road, Atlanta scores. So less less than you know a full fifteen minutes. It's twenty six to ten, and in the fourth quarter, Atlanta had the ball for nine minutes and thirty five seconds. You only had it for five twenty five. So they had it for almost ten minutes of the fourth quarter, of which you outscored them seventeen to three. That is just amazing when you think of that. You only had it for five twenty five, yet. You, you come back and, and win the game. You don't, you don't have to comment. You can if you want. I just thought it was well, an amazing stat. I thought that, um, you know, we were efficient in that throwing the ball downfield. And so we had a lot of big plays there that, you know, is moving. And so they were quick scoring uh, drives. And then 
take me through what it's like now. Jarvis Landry, wow, I mean, just does everything right. And he's not a new player, but Jawan Johnson didn't 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 play a ton last year. When he did play, all he caught was touchdowns. And then Olave, who does not feel like a rookie even anymore. And then Mike Thomas. I mean, the weapons that you have now must have expanded your playbook considerably. Yeah, I think the um... – Listen, we're excited to have all those guys, and uh, there is only one ball, and, you know, you also want to get the ball to Alvin. But I think that, uh, you know, we're excited about every one of those guys that you mentioned, and uh, they all, you know, they all played well yesterday. They all had big plays, big moments, and uh, we're excited about that group. Now, uh, Coach Carmichael, to me, um, and then you've been around Drew Brees, you've been around a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, and no matter who's the quarterback, you know, the fans will be like, ah, the quarterback, uh, the line sucks, and I block, and he's getting sacked too much. But I think that goes hand in hand with a quarterback also being aware that, you know, uh, you know where your, uh, your outlets are. And uh, Jameis getting sacked four times. Uh, to me, at, at, at times, pocket awareness. You might say, well, he didn't have any time because I thought uh, the Falcons really, uh, you know, took it to us but uh, how do you break it down uh when you look at like uh four sacks isn't it a combination uh, uh the quarterback and, and the clock in his head and also the o-line that you can avoid a negative because an incompletion pass is not bad that that's not a bad thing but i know a sack's not good uh, how do you break that down when you talk to the team well as we're as we're looking at the sacks and and you go through it Everybody had their hand in, in one of them, you know, whether it was the quarterback for holding the ball or, or the, uh, you know, the O-line where maybe we got beat quick one time or, you know, just a running backs, uh, you know, with the, the identification. So I don't think that we can come away and just and put it all on one person. Um, we just every group kind of had their hand in one. No rest for the weary, uh, Coach. You go from the Falcons to the Buccaneers. So I imagine it'll be uh, a busy week of work, and it's already started, I'm sure. It's already started, but you're right. We're getting ready to go against a, a great defense and, and uh, you know, from all levels, whether it's the D-line, you talk about their linebackers or their secondary, it's, uh, it's going to be a big challenge for us. Well, we appreciate your time, as always, Coach. A heck of a win. I mean, just something, like you say, historical for Dennis Allen's first win, you know, biggest fourth-quarter comeback in the franchise's history. So, excellent job. Appreciate your time. Good luck this week against Tampa. All right. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right, Pete. Bye. And we will Bye. also say goodbye to the Cajun Cannon. Bobby, great job, as always. We'll bring in Mike Dettelier next. But, Bobby, thanks for your time as well. All right, Mike. All right, Mike Dettelier is next. We're going to talk a little NFC South, get you ready for the Monday night game. It is the Saints Coaches Show. Also, we're going to have a new part of the show, and that is who was the hardest worker yesterday? We'll have that coming up next. The Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Oss and Mike Dettelier joining us now, who has been at the Silver Slipper with Bobby and Mike. I, I've seen coaches do this, and I always kind of chuckled a little bit where you would ask them a question and, and they in the post-press conference, and they'd go, you know, I, I can't it's, – it's all kind of fuzzy about what happened when, but literally – you get in the weeds. I had to go back through the game book this morning and go and go through each drive again of the fourth quarter. Like, how did that happen again? I mean, you just get so intense into the the play by play. But I mean, that was an amazing. And the Falcons played a role, but that was an amazing comeback. Mike, I've seen. I was a kid growing up, so I've seen all of them as a kid, all the way to this one. That. That is about as unique, and I always say this before Falcons Saints week. You're going to see something happen that you normally don't see. Out. It's out of the ordinary. And that Zen happened this week. It, it was out of the ordinary to see that fourth quarter run, and it, it's just remarkable. But you can see with Atlanta now, it's become an issue uh, between the ears too. They've lost so many of these games in different ways. Now, we'll give them. Man, it's like you winning in blackjack, but sometimes you win with two cards. Sometimes you win with six. I mean, they find a way to get it kind of taken away from them. And so, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting stretch. But to see that game yesterday, that was about as unique as I've seen a Saints game. And I wanted to ask Coach Allen, but I know coaches do not like to talk about other coaches' decisions. But oh. my, my question would have purely been, were you surprised that they punted both times on those fourth and shorts that really, I mean, you know, you're playing to win. And, you know, were, so were, okay, you, Mike. Su- were you surprised? Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's my thought. And, you know, I'm sitting with a few people. And my thoughts are this. Hell, you ain't stopped Cordell Patterson all game long, giving the ball again. And yet, you know, they made that decision. Now, I understand the way they play defense late. And this uh, up-tempo offense, what it does a lot of times 
is takes away different schemes you might have to try to get to the quarterback. And also you can't substitute as well. You got a lot of confusion going on, especially in game one. And I've been around Dean Pease a lot. He was with the Titans. And Dean's probably on his third retirement tour. He was with the Patriots and retired, retired with the Titans. And then he takes over as defensive coordinator with the Falcons. So um, you could see, I think he felt it too, that, boy, once Jameis got hot, that we in trouble because we're not affecting his throws anymore. The times they were getting to him, it was one of two ways. Either Grady Jarrett up the middle or they were sending on a delay blitz with the linebacker or safety. And he couldn't do it because it was the up-tempo situation unless Grady beat his guy one-on-one. So we have something new for 22. It is the hardest-working player. So as we look through yesterday's hardest-working players, brought to you by the Louisiana Home Builders Self-Insurance Fund, workers' comp for hard workers. And so this is a tough one. I mean, you could pick, you could pick a ton of guys, but I'll, 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 go, I'll go second. I'll let you go first. Just give me who you thought who was the, the hardest-working guy yesterday. Man, when I looked at it, it had to be Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Man, I looked at it, and it had to be Jarvis. I know, uh, first of all, Mike, you know, you got people who are knee-jerk reaction people. And they're like, oh, oh, man, you and Bobby and Hoss and Christian, all y'all talked about was was Will Lutz, how good he looks. He missed a field goal. Oh, where's Michael Thomas? He's slipping on the field. Where's Jarvis Landry? Where's Chris Olave? Oh, I didn't hear from him in the fourth quarter. Okay? It's knee-jerk reaction. But, man, all I know one thing is, and I know how Jarvis grew up. My cousin Tim, to tell you, coached him. I was the head coach at Lutcher at that time. Man, he works his butt off. And, and every play, it's like he's playing for a Super Bowl title. Well, I I, I picked – I had put two names down. And, by the way, Lutcher Bulldogs and Tim Dettelier and their Tuesday night football club meetings were a part of my life for many, many years. And they are the best group of people uh, Jared Amato and all those guys, just Great just, guys. just awesome, just awesome. So I, I, my second person was Pete Werner, just because of the impact that he had. Twelve tackles, one tackle for the loss, the the fumble. But I mean, you really, there's not a name you probably couldn't throw out uh, yesterday that would not have been worthy. So Tampa last night, we actually got back in time to watch Tampa really dismantle. Dallas could have been could have been a lot worse. I mean, the field goals instead of touchdowns. Yep. Chris Godwin uh, is going to be out though, and, and so he got hurt in the Saints game back in December. So he's going to be out. But I mean, that Tampa offense, I mean, other than you know a few sacks of, of Tom, and just dismantled the Dallas defense. Yeah, they moved the ball well from twenty to twenty. Uh, Mike, the biggest jump for me was to see Julio Jones. Because I did see him last year in Tennessee. He looked like an old Pops player. Uh, and he was hurt. And he seemed to be disconnected at times with the Titans. He really did. And there were people there that weren't crazy. They thought maybe he had kind of soaked a little bit. Because he wasn't the man. Come on, A.J. Brown was the guy. Last night, he showed he got some football gas left in the tank. Oh, man. man. Julio was, was really good. The other guy, that's, uh, certainly Fournette, but the other guy that stuck out to me, Antoine Winfield Jr. Man, he was like reminding me so much of Honey Badger in that no matter what was going on, 
He's like a magnet to the football. And if it was in run defense, if it was in the pass coverage part of the field, one thing with Antoine, he's probably, I know he ain't 5'9", and he's maybe 190 pounds, but he plays like a six foot three, 240-pound safety. He is all over the field, and it's 100 miles an hour on every play. And he's a sharp cat, really, really sharp. And, man, I'm old enough now, I remember uh, doing a draft grade on his dad. So, so we get into <laughs> well, that I ain't laughing because so am I. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's been an interesting scheduling uh, with – Carolina lost in Cleveland with Cleveland at home. Baker Mayfield, big comeback, but they lost. And so tonight you get Denver at Seattle, Russell Wilson and and his start. Uh, so it has been interesting scheduling the way it worked out, and maybe it didn't work out. Uh, it, it did so for how the NFL did anyway. So what, what do you think about this tonight? Well, one, on Carolina stunk for three quarters. Yeah. And then, boy, they hit – the accelerator, and Baker almost won them that game. But they forgot about that kid from LSU. Man, because if you look at that field goal, he cleared that by 10 yards. I mean, Cade York, greatest field goal kick I've ever seen at LSU. Uh, Seattle, they don't have enough firepower. I think Denver, with what they have with Russell Wilson coming back, playing against his old team, and Denver's defense is good, really good. And I, I, I love the Broncos tonight. I really do. And another score, and we're running out of time, but the Packers and Minnesota. The Packers are just, <laughs> they're not. What worries me more is maybe Minnesota's better than we thought in the past. I'm not worried about the Packers. I'm worried about Minnesota on October 2nd. Yes. Uh, yeah. Kurt Cousins was good, and Justin Jefferson made him look real good. And their defense looked like the defense we've seen from years past. And you can't convince me the Packers don't miss Devontae Adams. First play of the game, man, the kid's wide open downfield. It goes through his hands. Should be interesting. And if it's anything like yesterday, tonight will be interesting. Mike, we appreciate your time. Thank you, always. Mike. Appreciate it, Hoss. Mike Detelier from the Silver Slipper. I want to thank everybody. Thank Bobby Bear, of course, head coach Dennis Allen, offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael, and Mike Detelier and Bobby again. This has been the Saints Coaches Show from the Falcons to Tampa. We'll see you right back here next Monday night. The Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, Saints Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.